0: Thank you for joining me today on The Mighty Dragon, and I'm joined by filmmaker Clint Carney. Hello, Clint.
1: Hi, thanks for having me on.
0: That's okay, and I, we were just saying before the podcast started how amazing that background is, oh,
1: and I could
0: <laughs> just sit here all day. What's your favorite item there that you can say, you know, um, if that went missing?
1: Well, I, I've your <laughs> there's more beyond what you can see I'll lean it up a bit and you can see I've got... oh, <laughs> it
0: oh it, incredible it's hard to
1: pick it's hard to pick a favorite I mean I, I've got a big collection I collect a lot of props and masks and yeah. all kinds of stuff so um
0: yeah I don't know
1: how to pick a favorite
0: <laughs> and where, where do you get it from is this from travels or on online and
1: I mean I I work in the film industry uh, so I build a lot of props for big films and things like that and I've just always been into horror so I started collecting masks when I was a kid and uh, and just kind of uh, never stopped.
0: (laughs) It grew from there so actually that's a really good lead-in to the first question I have for you. Um, You started your career creating imagery and props for some really big movies. What were they and what did you have to do?
1: Well, the first big film that I worked on was Scream Four, and I didn't do a lot on that film. I just did a painting for it that's featured in the background of one of the scenes. Um, my friend uh, I, I used to be a tattoo artist and uh, yeah. and i uh, I'm also a, an oil painter, so I show at a lot of galleries and I met another artist at this gallery called Hyena Gallery uh, here in Burbank, where I live. And uh, one of the other artists there, Skip Crank, is a prop master. And I ended up tattooing him and uh, we became good friends. And, and through that, he was working on Scream. He'd actually worked on all of the Scream films. And uh, he brought me on board um, and several other artists from Hyena Gallery to uh, just have their artwork in the background of scenes. And that's, that's where it started. And then right after that... Uh, he moved on to a film called "We Bought a Zoo." Uh, oh yeah, a pro film and uh, and they needed an artist for for that film, and uh, so uh, there's a character uh, in the in the film, uh, Matt Damon's son in in the movie uh, is an yes. artist. He does all kind of dark stuff, so they brought me in to do art for that, and then I ended up building a few other things, other props on that movie, and then that kind of snowballed from there. I ended up just kind of building props for a living for a while.
0: That's incredible. That's so interesting. I really love that film. It was so good. It was so good. Um, So yeah, so that's how you got into it. And um, we were introduced by Kelton, who's been on The Mighty Dragon 2. And um, he's Mr. Multi-talented person here, isn't he? He's like, he's done everything. He can do everything. And I have a feeling you're pretty similar to this. Um, You had a movie with him, uh, Dry Blood. Um, What's your favourite memories? from that project
1: oh man well I spent a long time on that movie um I, I wrote the film and then you know uh, produced it with Kelton and um and our their producer Graham Sheldon and uh and then I was pretty much the only person on the film all through post-production so uh I that film consumed a long a long period of my life
0: <laughs> yeah yeah but, gosh
1: uh, my, my favorite part was actually just being on set filming it. And I think we shot it in somewhere between 15 and 20 days. I can't remember the exact day count. And just being there on set, it was a very small crew and there was a lot of overlap between the cast and crew because of the nature of the, you know, just an independent film like that. Uh, and just, uh, yeah, just spending the time on, on set and, and figuring it out. It was, uh, I think, for everyone involved on the film, it was their first feature film in terms of. Making a movie, I, you know, different people had worked in the film industry, but making your own film—that was uh, kind of all our first adventure together—and just that whole process was uh, okay. pretty awesome.
0: And how long did it take to write that?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I think I wrote it in about two weeks. Uh, no but uh, two weeks. But I had, yeah, but but I had been churning the story around in my head for a while before then. Yeah. Usually, I, most of the writing just happens inside my head. Uh, yeah the script first and then once I have a firm grasp of where it's going then I'll write an outline and uh start writing the script
0: okay that's really interesting so from all of this that you've done say with the props and the acting and the writing and all of it what do you find most creatively fulfilling
1: I love (laughs) writing I, I love writing the most because it's uh uh you know you just get this you're just by yourself in a room with a blank page in front of you and you get to take yeah. nothing and make something from it. You know, you form a new world and characters and things like that. And that's just really super fun.
0: <laughs> and how long have you been writing for, Clint?
1: Uh, you know, I even when I was younger, I you know would always write short stories and things like that. But I, I didn't yeah. write my first script until I think maybe 2005 or 2006. And um, now I've written seven or eight, I think. Right. Uh, but dry, dry Blood remains the only one that has been produced so far. So I, ah. I, keep, I keep writing them and, you know, just uh, keep pushing the boulder up the hill. Uh, exactly. I'm <laughs> trying to, keep, to get them yeah, made. <laughs> absolutely.
0: You've just got to keep plugging away, haven't you, Eddie? <clears throat> um, I just wanted to talk about your, the work on props um, that you do. What element? is important to get right about that with a prop when you're creating that?
1: Well, I I think, you know, one of the single most important things for a a prop for a movie, as opposed to a prop you might make for a cosplay or a stage play or something like that, uh, is that a movie prop might be seen in close-up blown up 50 feet on screen for everyone to look at so you absolutely can't have a flaw in it yeah you you have to be very meticulous because any kind of a flaw is going to show on the big screen and so consequently um yeah you just spend a lot of time just perfecting things and um trying to make it look as good or as realistic as possible which oftentimes when you're building a prop you know, maybe the prop is the object is supposed to be made of metal or made of wood, but you yeah. have to make it out of plastic or what, whatever you're making right. it out yeah. of. So um, you, you have to, you know, figure out how to make things look like what they're supposed to be without actually using the real materials. Often,
0: okay. Uh, what's been the most challenging piece you've had to do? Would you say?
1: Um. One of the more challenging pieces was uh, a prop I made for the film Star Trek in the Darkness. There's an the opening scene of that film. Uh, Captain Kirk steals this alien scroll and he's running through this alien forest and he's being chased by the aliens. And then he ends up he takes the scroll and he slams it up into a tree branch, and it unfurls. So anyway, the, the prop itself was very ornate, and, ha- and also was a mechanical device because the the scroll had to unfurl on cue and be able yeah, to be wound yeah. back up. And um, that one, I, I believe, oh, I probably made nine different versions of it before I I, I came to one that the director liked and that yeah. the you know art director liked and the prop master and uh and then i had to make multiple versions of it stunt versions you know w- yeah. non working versions and and working versions and so that that was probably one of the bigger challenges but also pretty rewarding because it was uh i think at the time that was probably the biggest budget film i had worked on and uh it ended up but uh, even though it's blurry it ended up being featured on one of the posters for the film and
0: oh god uh, oh, that's great
1: you know it's like it's like an action yeah. shot of, of kirk running with it in his hand so it's like oh
0: i made that blur <laughs> <laughs> that's mine and you can see these things years later completely worth so much money can't you like you can buy the props from the films for a super amount sure. of money so yes yeah, yeah, in,
1: in fact because I, I ended up building a lot of props for for that film the uh that opening sequence on that alien planet, all the weapons that the aliens use on that planet I, I made. And I did see, I, in fact, I saw them on an auction site too, on a prop auction site.
0: Uh, <laughs> so it was, pretty, it was pretty neat. Did you just put to some
1: the,
0: <laughs> fake bids in to get the price up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, for, fortunately it was already getting pretty high. So. <laughs> yeah, good for you. Oh, that's great. And do you still paint as well?
1: I do. Yeah, yeah, all the time. Yeah. Um, it's been a while since I've had a, a show, but I'm, I'm, uh, you know, right now with COVID uh, yes. being so rampant here in the states, uh, there's no real galleries open. So I'm just slowly amassing a new collection of paintings, and hopefully, when yeah. things open back up, I can have another show and show, yeah. the, show people my new work.
0: <laughs> and and what what type of things do you paint? Do you do portraits, or is it just?
1: I do is a lot anything? of like. Dark surrealist type work, so it's very, yeah. uh, very weird, very kind of horror inspired. A lot of it, as you might oh, guess. Cool. This. Yes.
0: <laughs> superb, superb. I'm just just thinking about um, Darren Brown. Then, um, he, the magician guy. He he's does so many beautiful portraits, and just don't. It, I didn't expect it from him until I saw his Instagram account. He just had these amazing beautiful drawings and things so yeah I mean is there a place we can go and look at your art is uh, there have yeah, you, have your it, website
1: yeah my my website is clintcarney.com and it has not been updated in probably a couple of years yeah. <laughs> but, but there, there is some <laughs> art on there uh yeah. there's a the main gallery that I show at in town that I mentioned earlier hyena gallery they have a few pieces up on their website, uh, gallery.com, H-A-E, I know I'm going to mess that up, but if you Google it. Like.
0: I'll find <laughs> it, I'll, I'll link it in, in here somewhere, so that's no problem. Great, we can go and check out your work, that'd be great. Um, I was going to ask you, how did you adapt to 2020 for the challenges for you as an artist in filmmaking and your <clears> painting? <throat>
1: Well, you know, I, I think the main thing is that the film industry shut down for most of the year and yeah. uh, all the things have opened back up here and there, mostly it's shut down. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of that kind of work um, really slowed down for me. But um, <clears throat> I do have my own projects, which has been great to be able to focus on my own work, which is cool. And then I'm also a musician. So as luck would have it, I had just finished recording my new album. And so I was able to just kind of shift focus to music for the year and get, you know, focus on promoting that album and doing all the PR stuff for that. Couldn't play okay. any shows
0: though no, but yeah <laughs> know, it's just, so would, would you say that um anything that you've created in 2020 is a, maybe a bit darker or kind of re- reflective of the pandemic in a way or not really you know, it's pretty uh, dark already or yeah
1: i, I don't know yeah it's, it's hard to say my work's pretty dark already so <laughs> i don't know <laughs> can it, it get any darker could, could make it darker yeah <laughs>
0: um what was the attraction for uh, horror genre would you say to people is it the new uh, gladiator watching gladiators fight would you say I don't,
1: you know I, I, I guess I, I can only speak for myself in that regard but even as a little kid I always thought that monsters looked cool like, yeah. <laughs> I just love them. You know what I mean? Like, some yeah. people look at them and go, that's scary. I look at them and go, oh, that looks awesome, you know? Yeah. And I yeah. just, uh, it's just like my personal taste. I always just love that stuff. It, aesthetically, it, it is what I find appealing. And yeah. I don't know if that's the case for everyone. Uh, some people like horror because they like to be scared. I like it because it's visually appealing.
0: <laughs> uh, what would you say is your favorite horror film or series?
1: Um. I I mean it, it's kind of a. I love the original Dawn of the Dead which is uh you know the 1978 or 79 yeah. version and then I love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre the original film yes. those two those two have a uh you know warm place in my heart <laughs> but uh, but there's many horror <laughs> films that I love I mean I tend to like films from the late 70s and the early 80s that's kind
0: oh of Oh my god
1: my my favorite uh you yeah. know, era. Of horror films but you know the exorcist the shining love oh. return of looking dead um
0: did you like uh, halloween oh yeah yeah love halloween i love <laughs> michael myers he's like the greatest he's like the slowest walking ever anyone could outrun him ever but no one ever manages to do they but i think the 70s were just fantastic for horror film they just seemed so raw didn't they and you know
1: yeah and you know what i what i liked about that and i, and I think you know, Kelton and I aspired to do this with Dry Blood, but what, what I like about films from that era is they took their time and they built up the world and the characters and, and you know, I, they call it a slow burn. You know, you you allow your audience to get enveloped in the world before, you know, all hell breaks loose.
0: And yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: I, I love that kind of a, of a pacing for a film. Uh, I I think recently, though, there's kind of been a return to that kind of styles. If you look at the films of, uh, well, Ari Aster, for example, Hereditary um, and uh, *Midsummer*. uh, Mm -hmm. those films, I think, were excellent and kind of had that. classic filmmaking feel to it
0: <laughs> yes yeah oh great choices i'm just gonna ask you about dry blood again can you see yourself teaming up with kelton doing something like that again oh
1: yeah yeah no kelton and me are really good friends and yeah we've uh we've worked on a number of projects over the years both be- before and after uh dry blood so we always anytime we've got something going on we often we will call each other and you know employ each other's services in, in some way I mean, he's a really talented guy he's a very talented actor but also a director of photography and uh, yeah. uh and the director as well he's a talented writer so he's, he's got a lot of he's got a wide skill set uh, for me to take advantage of
0: <laughs> yeah i i had a question for him in his interview i said like you know is there any genre you'd like to work in that you haven't so far and it's like well, I've pretty much done everything, so <laughs> it's <laughs> like <you> no. <know. laughs> and I was like, yeah, you know. And I, I really like the fact that his whole family were involved in um creativity of some sorts. I thought that was really quite cool, you know. Yeah, yeah his
1: whole family worked on Drive Land. <laughs> yeah,
0: without any egos, you know. I was like, wow, that's amazing, you know. So yeah, great. Um, so what are you watching now? What or what are you looking forward to in uh 2021?
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you, I just wrapped up watching a show on Netflix. I don't know who produced it originally, but it's called uh, Manhunt Deadly Game. It's not a great title, but the show was fantastic. It's all about the uh, bombing at the Georgia Olympics and the whole Richard Jewell case. uh, Yeah. uh, so I, I knew I was vaguely aware of the case, but that really goes in depth. And it was as excellent as any HBO show typically is. So highly yeah. recommend that. Oh, um, cool. But uh, yeah, as far as what's coming up. Uh,
0: are you, are you a James remember. Bond fan? Or I am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah? We got Bond. So <laughs> I,
1: I, I think that they just postponed that again, though, didn't they? Yeah,
0: I think so, yeah. yeah. So.
1: <laughs> Yeah, we we'll gotta wait, but it, at yeah. least we have what twenty or thirty other movies to still enjoy.
0: So. Absolutely! Oh my gosh! So, what will you be focusing on this year now that we're kind of getting back to normal-ish?
1: Yeah. Um, well, I, I've got a, uh, I've got a writing gig for some YouTube youtube show which is you know keeping keeping me employed at the moment which is fine but uh personally um i'm about to put out a a a follow-up album with my band just remixes and some cover songs and things like that and then uh i am going to put all my effort into uh, making my next film, so. um,
0: Oh, fantastic. Well, all the best with everything that you're doing this year. And if there's any links or anything you want me to share on the blog, I'd be more than happy to, if you send all that over to me so we can get more information about everything you're working on. So thank you so much, Clint, for joining me today. And thanks uh, so much for having me on. That's okay, you're welcome. Speak to you soon.
1: All right, take care. Bye.
0: Bye.